Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother Tommy. How you doing? I'm good. And also joining us is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going, man? It's fine, Daniel. Very fine. Good to hear. Uh, but here we are back at it for another episode of In The Click. So much to talk about. For this episode, of course, we're going to talk everything about NXT and Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, let's just jump right into it because we've been uh, uh, waiting to get into it. NXT this week. So much to get into. Obviously, the big story was Samoa Joe on the hunt looking for Karrion Cross, And Karrion Cross obviously on NXT looked extremely badass and and like the the um, you know playing mind games with Samoa Joe, which is interesting because of the the different presentation of him on Monday Night Raw this week. And Richard, listen, we all know you're a huge fan of Karrion Cross, and that's been the big debate all week, all week long. Up, you're wearing your Killer Cross shirt right now as we speak, and that was like the number one topic this week, uh, 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 or one of the main topics this week in all the pro wrestling websites, podcasts, uh, dirt sheets, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. It's just the book of Karrion Cross who made his big Raw debut this past Monday. Uh, actually, we were recording our last podcast while that was going on and so i'm sure after you were done recording you, you caught it um listen we know what happens now at this point he uh, made his big debut no scarlet his entrance his entrance was very stripped down uh came in took on jeff hardy and lost in two minutes but jeff hardy did cheat by having his feet on the robes and then he cut a promo afterwards saying you know jeff this is just the beginning i'm gonna get revenge paraphrasing there but a lot, of, but nonetheless, a lot of people were very upset because they were up, very bummed to see the NXT champion get, uh, I guess, jobbed out. I don't know what's the right word for you know how he was booked on yeah. Raw this week. So, Richard, I would love, yeah, just your two cents of what you thought of this whole thing. I mean, Twitter, everyone was exploding with the reaction. So, yeah, what, <laughs> please, it's your platform. yeah, let me know what you what you think of this whole situation. Well, as you know, I am a. Uh, uh, <laughs> A pretty big fan of, of Mr. Cross. Yes. Um, so if anyone should be upset by Monday night, wouldn't it be, I don't know, me? <laughs> yes, you're the first person I thought of. <laughs> However, you he loses to a former world champion, mm-hmm. a one of the most decorated wrestlers in the business. A WWE, fan favorite. A fan favorite. Uh, it's the first time in front of an audience for Raw in 70, 71 weeks. 70 weeks, yeah. Everything was pretty, like, uh, fan appeasing on SmackDown, right. on the pay-per-view, and on Raw. And within minutes of this loss, the internet had already come up with these scenarios that, oh, he's got heat for saying small guys in NXT, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And, well, that's not how they debut someone the right way. And it's like, well, you know, in the past, they didn't send people off like they did Dean Ambrose. Maybe WWE does things differently now. And Cross is not getting buried because he's still the NXT world champion. And if they were punishing him for something he said, he wouldn't be on TV at all because that's how you punish someone. You lose your star power, you lose your spotlight, and you lose money when you're not on TV. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make any of the scenarios don't make sense. Plus, if you followed Cross in Impact Wrestling or Lucha Underground or even AAA, 
this is setting up a classic cross feud. If you follow what happened, Jeff Hardy cheated to win. Mm-hmm. Like, had he just done the roll-up, Cross probably would have kicked out. Mm-hmm. He put his feet up on the ropes, which is a, a heel move, but if you're trying to get a win and get yourself in the game again, because if you beat a champion, you would think, that's some good credibility. I might get a title shot with him or with Bobby Lashley down the road because I just beat a world champion. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, to me, it doesn't hurt anything because he's also a seasoned veteran, which means he knows the tricks of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you pay attention to what Cross said afterwards, you would assume that there's going to be some punishment to follow. This is a man that took out Eddie Edwards in Impact Wrestling and then started stalking his friends, <laughs> including the Sandman, where he locked him in a closet and waterboarded him as punishment. Oh, my God. So to me, this is building up story. It's not necessarily about, oh, well, this guy needs, he needs his win. Vince McMahon, Triple H, they don't look at, Oh, well, they need their W's to get a a good recognition. No, you don't. You need a good storyline. You need to be on TV. Plus, they were probably really crunched on time for TV, considering how quick it went and how quick the Bobby Lashley match went. Mm -hmm. Raw went by real quick this week. They had a lot stuffed in it. Also, I'd like to add before, because we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but this got on my nerves. All the people complaining about Goldberg being back. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing with Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Goldberg is there to be a sacrificial lamb for Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley is more credible, thus make, making him look more appetizing for a Brock Lesnar, for him to beat Brock Lesnar later on. Yeah, well, and absolutely. And I, I think for me, I, I'm with you as far as for, for Bobby Lashley to continue and add more credible wins to his title reign to make it more legendary. He's not being a legend. Yeah, so beats Goldberg, and then maybe potentially Brock Lesnar. So those are two top guys. And then whoever is the baby face to dethrone him, they're going to get the ultimate rub. So this is long-term storytelling. So, yeah, I hate that. I mean, you know, Goldberg, he's lost two in a row. His last two matches with uh, Braun at WrestleMania last year, Drew McIntyre, Royal Rumble this year. He only does two matches a year, so this is his second contract-required match. But... Yeah, I think at this point, yeah, he is a sacrificial lamb to add another big win to Bobby Lashley's title reign. And then long term, whoever is the baby face, I think a lot of people want to see Big E to be the one to come over the Raw, cash in the money in the bank, beat Bobby Lashley, who beat up his two friends in the New Day. So it's long term storytelling. So Goldberg is being used to eventually help put Big E over, if that makes sense. In boxing terms, 100%. Yeah. In boxing terms, you call him a gatekeeper. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's just, yeah. And it's he's, a great uh, move, because who else do you have that's that credible? Exactly. So for Bobby, it'll just be another big win. He's kind of reset his his mindset as far as he's not going to party with the ladies. He's about being a monster killing machine out there. He's a serious Plus, man. I, I think I think after what we saw with Goldberg and Drew McIntyre, I think a younger opponent for Goldberg is the right move, too. I think mm-hmm. that you can get something out of Goldberg with a younger guy, especially with the strength of Bobby Lashley. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but going back to the Karen Cross thing, and I, I, I spoke already pre- a lot on the previous episode, but I'll just say this. For me, I guess what I'm just kind of like upset about is, listen, we all love NXT as a brand and you know what it means to us as wrestling fans a lot of the elements there that take us back or nostalgia for like the 90s the attitude era um and so when we see members of the nxt roster not get used properly to what we've seen how they've been treated in nxt i think for us we're like oh is this a sign that maybe vince doesn't care about nxt or you know we always see people come up from nxt and they don't get the continuing uh, presentation that we're used to. So, I mean, that's what kind of went through my head. I was kind of just worried for Cross and his long-term um, Here, here's his character. The thing. Here's the thing. Most NXT people come into WWE and just have a match, and it's showy, and that's they're, they're showing you who they are. Mm-hmm. Cross came into WWE with a built-in storyline. That, I think, solidifies him in a safer place than your average person, including... Lacey Evans, uh, you, you think of Elias, you think of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Heavy Machinery. They mm-hmm. just came in flat. Cross mm-hmm. is coming in with a vendetta against someone that the audience clearly loves. So they're establishing Cross way mm-hmm. ahead of the curve that, all right, I don't know who this guy is if I don't watch NXT, but I don't like him. Yeah, He's yeah. taking out 
my guy. I've been watching this guy for 23 years. And, I, and this guy just comes out of nowhere and, and he's going to torture him and do things to him. Okay, let me ask you this. Oh, and, and I get what you're saying. And I think long term, like on the main roster, it is a re-debut for, for the masses who maybe don't watch NXT on the regular. Well, I do well, hope that this will spark something in him. He goes on a tear and destroys Jeff Hardy and then maybe starts beating up all these other people. So in some ways, maybe that loss is what kind of motivates him to the raw oh, yeah. audience yes. of him taking out people on the roster now, the main well, event scene. And now uh, he can take out his uh, news came out today that, that Jeff Hardy's got COVID. So yeah. he's going to be out for two weeks, yeah. which means they can either have Cross eat people up till he comes back, mm-hmm. or he can take out people that Jeff has been affiliated with. I think Hurricane Helms is still a producer there. He can attack him in the back like he just did with Regal. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Viking Raiders, or you know, whomever, whatever. Affiliates and, of uh, Jeff Hardy, but, friends but, and... I think people look at that situation of when Vince pulls people out of NXT and puts them into his system, Vince doesn't watch wrestling the way we watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. When he watches NXT, he's not watching a whole show. He's watching a segment for a guy that he's got his eye on and wants to see how he can make that work in his world. Mm -hmm. Vince doesn't watch a full episode. I think Vince pays attention and keeps an eye on certain talent that he thinks he can use, which is, a smart move. Yeah, mm-hmm. he keeps tabs. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, I would say it's a 50-50. Sometimes WWE messes up, and sometimes guys don't work well in that system, in the main roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess for me, let me ask you this. Let's talk about his entrance real quick. Cross validated me, by the way, on Instagram for this. Oh, really? Oh, do, okay. Um, what You posted your thoughts on this as well? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, was, okay. I, got, oh, I got really angry yesterday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so let me let me ask you this, though. I saw it. His entrance, though, very stripped down, no scarlet. What are your thoughts on that, though, as far as well, he has, like, this special entrance in NXT that was very much part of his character, the smoke, the lights, scarlet. Because of how this ended, it's his I, think, I think this was more so to give the fans that moment with Jeff. Because Jeff came out to that music, his new, his his old, old newer new song, music. yeah, 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 no more words. Um, so, and, and you know, I don't. You're gambling with a new talent as to how the fans are going to react because that audience, you know, look, look at the ratings. Like, there's mm-hmm. what two million people watch Raw, and about no, it's like one point six now. I one point six seven something like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, still, that's about a hundred or a million more than watch NXT on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got a million more people. Are you going to invest in the guy with the entrance that you're not supposed to like, even though he's got a cool entrance and a hot woman with him? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to invest in the one that you want people to cheer for? I think that's how you got to look at it. Because I think I think this is they're playing a very close game to their vest of cards here. And I, I, and I can see where they're going with it. And I don't think a lot of people are getting it right off the bat, which is smart, because as this is going to unfold, you're going to see the killer that is Karrion Cross. I, and and I'm, I I understand what you're saying, and I want to be optimistic that that's going to be the case. So This, this is I, what he did in Lucha Underground and Impact. You'll yes. see. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how this goes. And I, and I want to be optimistic that because his style, his look is, is made for the main event or uh, uh, the main uh, roster, main roster, scene main event, there. main roster. <laughs> yeah, that too. So I want to be optimistic that this is the beginning of something that we have not seen yet in WWE, including his time in NXT. So I, I do want to be optimistic of that and see what comes of that. So it's going to be you know interesting to see how they're going to keep using him uh, moving forward. Unfortunately, you know, with Jeff Hardy, it was announced that he has COVID. So, He's probably going to be gone for a couple weeks off TV. So I hope that doesn't put like a speed bump in Karrion Cross's storyline that's it's, unfolding on Raw. See, that's another thing, though. I feel like even if they, they put a speed bump there, I feel like he's in such a good position because he's got the top storyline in NXT, which to me might be the best storyline in WWE right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So let, let's get into it. So NXT this week, we saw Samoa Joe at the beginning of the show storm out to the ring. He was ready to fight, called out Karrion Crosses, come out, come out. Doesn't come out. William Regal comes out, tells him, no, you cannot do this. And Joe's like, but I was provoked. He says, no, you were provoked as a ref. 
and he's like semantics who cares like i want carrying a cross and then throughout the night samoa joe we see just like standing in the back by the entrance way waiting for carrying cross they keep checking in on him i've got a question here yeah. is wwe afraid to use the word concussion um like i i, I don't they, know they i've never seen them dance around this samoa joe's not able to wrestle right now maybe like, to me this is like they'll say he's medically cleared yeah which is I, just like, I, what are you dancing around? I'm just like, guessing. I wonder if maybe because remember, you know, WWE has been sued at times for CTE. They won that. Yeah. Won so, that. so I don't know <laughs> if they're just they're Yeah. They just don't want to use the word concussion because that can be used against them in some way. I have no idea. That could be it. Um, but it's but not a storyline if the guys actually had some concussion issues. Like he's and it didn't even happen in a wrestling ring. Did it happen? Yeah. Did they ever mention it with Daniel Bryan when he came back? Um, Daniel, yeah, they kept saying medically clear, like he he's finally yeah. medically clear, but they never really said fully what his injuries he were. Went to a remember. local medical facility where he became medically clear. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, they got they got their words, they got their language that they follow for you know mm-hmm. describing all these certain situations in they WWE. Got it all figured out, uh, but you know, at the end, you know, after the main event, we see Joe uh, come out to the ring again, wanted cross, and then he saw a car pull up, a black car, cross his car, he goes out. Grabs it was some other guy driving it, and Cross was somewhere else. And uh, Joe comes to the ring, and and you see Cross with like on a selfie style with the camera. Yeah, and he calls out Samoa Joe, and you see a beat up William Regal knocked out, and he takes off, and he says, "With the NXT title, I can go anywhere." So I'm digging this aspect of carrying Cross that like he. It, it's a um oh what's the word uh, a thriller um a mind thriller or uh, uh, mind games yeah mind games but like he's trying to show that he's in control yeah he, Samoa Joe yeah. is just so angry with rage he wants to beat him up but Karen Cross is showing that he's like uh, that's what Cross does like Samoa Joe's trying to find him and Cross is one step ahead yeah uh but yeah what do you think of this whole storyline how it played out here I love it I mean it's the it's the Roddy Piper you know right when you think you you've got all the answers I change all the questions yeah is, yeah it's great yeah it's, uh, it's and great I also want to say that uh Joe's uh intensity was so unreal this week it was just you know all the segments with him throughout the night were just just top notch and you know the ending angle with cross having attack regal you know it was very fantastic hook to leave us on which ramps us with cross's uh detestability as a heel you know it brings a whole new level i think well, yeah mm-hmm. and, ends on a cliffhanger right and we're once see what happens to william regal next and uh he's, he's okay he's 10 percent of the cross that he's been other places so far right so like far every week like another percentage goes up that's why i kind of wish what we're getting now i was assuming we were going to get like last year maybe with like keith lee and stuff you know Mm -hmm. we saw him lurking you know when keith lee won the double titles off adam cole the great american bash and he was up there with scarlet i was Mm -hmm. hoping more we're going to get like these mind games that he would like you know hunt uh uh all these victims of him which I'm thinking of the foreigner song head games. Well, yeah, because you know, <laughs> last year when he debuted his first run pre-injury, he was like, I, I, I don't want to say like Goldberg, but you know, he would go out there and just squash guys, which is cool. Hey, great to yeah. beat him up, but I want to see more of the character development, and it's like we're finally getting that now, where it's like this is pretty cool. Well, which which is what they're if if he's coming up to Raw, which is what they're already showing us. You know, like he's coming in with that in his pocket, and that's he's, yeah. he's not having to squash people for. To impress everyone and that for me makes more engaging television entertaining yeah. television just yeah. a storyline backstage 100%. segments yeah I, like, I, I, like 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 a winning streak is is like yeah we had the goldberg streak so what what yeah. streak really matters anymore i guess oscar's like, really? like the last one yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, like Oscars went on and on and on. Goldberg, you know, he was wrestling two or three guys in a night. In <laughs> the house shows back then. And yeah, actually, oh, yeah. did WCW have house shows? They I, did. I would think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, one of the, he was one of the only main eventers that were at him. Yeah. So that's yeah. And they would come to house town. House shows were, were mid-carters and then occasionally some heavyweight mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When WCW would have house shows come to town, it'd be at the Oakland Auditorium. So I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm really excited for this storyline. Um, Rich, I don't know if you saw the rumor of what this is leading towards. Uh, what, or shall I say it? I mean, uh, sure. 
Okay, I'll so it, whatever you got. Okay, so the rumor is that this is going to lead to a match uh, for NXT Takeover 36, which is Sunday, August 22nd, the day after SummerSlam. So it it is going to be in a match. That's what the rumor. Wait, wait, the day after SummerSlam or before? After, after SummerSlam. The, I said on Monday. No Sunday. Sunday. SummerSlam's on a Saturday. Saturday, August 21st. What? I, I know. Yeah, they flipped. It, it's it's really. You know, switcheroo this time. SummerSlam is on a Saturday in Las Vegas, and then TakeOver 36 is going to be on a Sunday, I believe, from Florida, from the Capitol Wrestling Center. That's kind of what the tentative plans are. Yeah. So it's going to be Very a flip-flop awesome. as far as what we're used to, TakeOver on Saturdays and the WWE pay-per-view on Sunday. so it's a switcheroo. Um, and it was also announced that TakeOver, uh, Walter will be defending the NXT UK Championship against Dragunov also yeah. on that show. So mm-hmm. uh, stacking up already with two big matches already. So yeah, it's going to be good. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, also at NXT, I, I kind of... Real quick, I just want to get your thoughts on Diamond Mind so far. I'm kind of a little underwhelmed right now of yeah. what they're doing. I am too. I, because, it's, it's like a cruiserweight faction. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, I, I, it's cool that they're putting more emphasis on the cruiserweight title by having more of the bigger names, established stars on NXT go after it, like a Roderick Strong, for example, and his Diamond Mind faction. But rust. But yeah, I, I'm just like he has yet to describe or grab a mic and explain his yeah his decision. I, don't know why I, I think I think that they this is kind of like a detriment to NXT where in the past before there was uh, any competition on Wednesdays and yeah. NXT owned Wednesdays for years. Um, NXT used to. Co- copy and paste their shows so they would tape two shows at once yeah and then kind mm-hmm. of splice it together and this feels like a victim of where that could have helped where they could have had a talking segment and, and been able to edit yeah but, well, i i guess for me it's like okay we saw him debut I, with diamond mine he attacked kushida and it's like okay cool but he has yet to like grab a mic cut a promo and explain himself why is he with why is he back we thought he was gone why did he form diamond mine like what's all his his this the reasoning behind behind all these recent yeah. decisions in his career i just want to know more about diamond mine because they just look like you know a tag team uh him and uh tyler rust you know taking on kushida and bobby fish this week so i'm like okay is he are they a tag team now or i i, I just want to know more of their thinking behind this so it's just like Okay, I, I I guess that's cool. I mean, they they lost. I mean, but uh, Russ was the one who got the pin, got pinned from Kushida. So we'll see that unfolds. But uh, uh, something else I wanted to ask you. So we didn't get to it last week, but we saw Mandy Rose debut on NXT or come back to NXT, I should say. Uh, she was like standing at the top of the ramp, just staring down. And then this week we saw Frankie Monier in a match against JC Jane and Mandy Rose came out again, but this time on the table, like yes. posing and Wade yes. Barrett was in love. And, like, I would too. So yeah. I, I'm kind of curious <laughs> what you think of Mandy Rose, like one being back with NXT. And- I have an, I, I, I have a theory. Okay. One, I, I like it. I mean, it's star power for NXT and yeah. I think Mandy's really good on the main roster, but I feel like she could hone her skills to a Trish Stratus level in NXT. Yep. Um, I get the feeling almost like we might get a, a woman's faction with those two with, uh, what's her, the two from Robert Stone's group. Jesse Camilla. Yeah, Jesse Camilla and Aaliyah. Well, Aaliyah, I think she, because remember she beat up Robert Stone last week, and I yeah. think she's supposed, I, I saw online that it was a trade. It was Aaliyah for Mandy Rose between Raw and NXT. That's how they're They're saying. putting Aaliyah on Raw? Yeah, wow. she's going to go to Raw. She hasn't what debuted yet. I, she stinks in the ring still. I, that's what a lot of people said. It's just, it's really interesting. Where did you see that? Is that official? Uh, wrestle. I mean, it's we, until we see her on TV, but that's the rumor going around on various Twitter sites and uh, uh, news sites as well. So it was like a trade um, for Mandy. Yeah, I, it adds star power to the women's division because you know she's a big social media following. Yeah, I wonder she for the, the biggest storylines coming into the pandemic. Yeah, I just wonder for her though. I mean, from an actual wrestling standpoint, good for her as far as being able to work on her craft and get better in the ring with that women's division NXT because it's, it's top notch. But I, at the same time, I wonder for like from a, a bigger, big picture, 
might kind of suck for her because you know on raw you know that that's a bigger audience that her social media following can gravitate towards so i wonder if she might feel it's a step back because she's on the smaller known show but i don't know i mean if you can if i mean that's that's like saying i'm happy with the money i'm making post-college but if i go to grad school i can make even more so yeah yeah so if if she can become like a better wrestler better than she is already like and she can start having those competitive matches with Asuka, Bailey, Becky. That's different money. When she comes back money. up. Yeah. That's retirement money. Okay. Gotcha. I heard you saying. So, yeah, I, I, if there's a faction. Um, we haven't really seen a female faction That's what I'm saying. in NXT, have we? I'm trying to think. Nope. No. no. Something the closest, different. The closest was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha had a little thing going early yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing that's interesting is, are we seeing the beginning of the end of the way as far as <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, mean, I, don't, like, I don't think we really are just based off of like the way that no pun intended, they're <laughs> talking to each other. Well, they're and, fighting. So uh, Kyle O'Reilly has and a match. Austin's being real pathetic. And it's just like, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, so no. him and Austin theory have a match. Um, Kyle O'Reilly wins. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory goes back, and everyone's arguing. Johnny, Candace, <laughs> um, Indy. Indy tells Austin if he wants to kiss Dexter, yeah, why don't he just kiss, kiss Dexter? I was like, that's a it's just a let him kiss Dexter. Freudian slip, obviously referring to herself. But um, you know, Austin Theory is upset, and he walks away with his gear, and he does you know the hand gesture. Johnny doesn't respond. He's too busy arguing, and he just you know pouts head down walks away now i wonder if that's his goodbye from nxt because uh you know we talked about this i think last week when you know davy boy smith jr or he's just going by harry smith harry smith um had the dark match on nxt or excuse me before smackdown last week austin theory was also in that match so i wonder if austin theory is going to be moving on up to smackdown or raw in the near future and so this was the beginning of him he does parting. i hope he i hope he keeps that 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 gimmick that he's doing kind of the, the dumb jock gimmick. yeah oh he's is, so good his comedic that, timing that's like one of my is great. top like five favorite things on wwe television right now including uh that's what we get into at baron corbin right now yes yeah that's so good so okay so now we'll, we'll keep an eye out for austin theory um a segment though i really did like and i want to touch on it as well they had a lot of good segments this week i, I thought um you know hit row which, which is why i think we didn't get a diamond mine promo because there was a lot of segments on the other show. segments yeah so legato del fantasma and hit row had a little face off legato del fantasma was in the ring hit row comes out and they're going back and forth calling each other out um right out of the gates i thought this reminded me of dx versus heart foundation because <laughs> remember like See, i I, went, I thought dx and nation okay yeah yeah that too yeah 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 that's true um you got the cool group and yeah. then you got the kind of like the squares, yeah. <laughs> even even though Legato de Fantasma is pretty cool. So. Yeah, they're they're cool too. But just the back and forth was great, and you know they they kind of locked out with this great little story as far as the history between Swerve and Santos. As far as you know, they had some great battles last year for the Cruiserweight title, and now tables have turned. Swerve is now the North American champion, and like uh, Santos is going after him. So I, I like the continuity that they have here going as far as. Yeah, you know, I'm the champion. You're coming after me now, but and also you guys, your group took me out by myself last year. Now I have my own group to back me up. So I thought it was great uh, how this all uh, is putting coming together, and even that the guitar shot at the end with a uh, swerve landed on um, uh, Tommy. What's his name? Wa- Joaquin Wild. Joaquin Wild. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm, I'm digging this whole storyline. Is there anything else that you're? Uh, uh, like about it okay it's cool i i'm looking forward to the match even though they're both technically both heels hit row is obviously more the baby face in this one like the lesser of two evils if that makes sense sure. you know? yeah just sure. coming off cool sure. um and then uh, uh we were talking off the air before we hit record i think we're all in in uh, agreement we're all big fans of odyssey jones already yeah in nxt breakout tournament uh, dude, this guy is a big old monster, but he's yeah. great on his feet. Very oh. agile. Yeah, Richard, what do you think of his, his performance think, so far? I think he ate Mark Henry. <laughs> I, yeah. I loved it. I mean, if you you 
you've got to gauge how big this guy is when he's next to the referee or he's outside the ring and he's around normal sized people. Yeah. It's like, he's the size of like three different people. Like he's, he's a big man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Totally reminds me of Scott Norton. Just totally a rhinoceros. Scott Norton vibes, yeah. So, okay, yeah. just in case for any of the younger people out there listening. Yeah, yeah YouTube Scott Norton. <laughs> Go watch his matches in WCW. People. Or New Japan Pro Wrestling. Former yeah. IWGP former, champion. Yep. Well, also Scott Norton was the one who you know, anyone who watched Dark Side of the Ring, the collision in Korea. He was very much very well, much. well. Uh, uh, he was part of the interviews. He was in there a lot yeah. for that. Uh, but no, obviously Jones, and he defeated Andre Chase. Andre Chase, he kind of looked looked like to me Zack Saber like Junior. He looked like a Confederate soldier to me. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I know he's a he's been in Impact and on the Indies for a while. He's he's okay. not bad. But you notice they didn't give him like a vignette. Yeah, we don't know much that was too bad. Odd. And uh, it's because they lost, he lost. He yeah. lost. Makes sense. Yeah. Lost. I mean, the South, the South lost. Yes, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looked like Zack Saber Junior to me, but with a goatee. I mean, just more of his body. But he's looked... hillbilly cousin. Yeah. <laughs> But he looked a lot American more. American But he's not as yeah. skinny as Zack Sabre. No, no. But I mean, no. he's tall, skinny. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, Odyssey Jones, though, just destroyed him. It was uh, didn't last too long of yeah. a match here. He's a, he's a brick. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to I mean, it, it's interesting who wins, who's going to win this and what kind of push they're going to get. But it's always interesting to watch the other guys who maybe don't win or, or lose oh, early. Yeah. And how they're going to be used still. Like, yeah. all these guys, I want to anticipate they're all going to be stars within uh-huh. the next year or two. Yeah, I, I think that's true with any any sort of tournament in or out of wrestling. You just kind of pay attention. I mean, within wrestling, you look at tough enough, and none of the winners really went on to do anything. But yeah. a, a whole bunch of the competitors went on to do really big things. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, something we didn't talk about last week. But, you know, last week we saw the debut of Cameron Grimes as the butler for L.A. Knight. Uh, last week we saw him. He was cutting the lawn. He didn't want to do it. So he had the little kid cut it for him. And then this week he was trying to carry the luggage. Drake Maverick trying to came to his defense and help carry the luggage. LA Knight didn't like that, so it led to a match here. Um, what'd you think of how the match played out as far as Cameron Grimes was being told to hold up the million dollar championship constantly? It was like LA Knight was kind of bossing him around. Um, what do you think of the whole dynamic between the two of them so far? I, I, I've been finding it pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's very funny. Yeah, it's very funny. I love it. It's perfect because it's like, I, I feel like, uh, uh, God damn, L.A. Knight, uh, Eli Drake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like he looks like a bigger star because of the way that they're playing off of each other. He's getting the Cameron Grimes rub. Yeah. Even though yeah. He, he doesn't need it. He can get it on his own, but it doesn't help to get it from someone else, too. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And then, uh, you know, hey, Drake Maverick got the win because, uh, you know, L.A. Knight was busy trying to talk to Cameron Grimes outside the hold the belt up and Drake kicked him and he, his head hit the belt and bounced back in. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel a little bad for Drake Maverick, man, because you know, he doesn't have Killian Dane no more, who got released last month. And oh, yeah. So Drake Maverick, I, I just wonder what's going to happen to him. He's just kind of floating around right now. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. But I'm loving on, this. He got on TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But could he be a manager again? Maybe. But you know, with Cameron Grimes, though, he's going to be such a huge baby face after this is done. And oh he, yeah, he he's going to get his. Uh, he, I mean, Ellie Knight is going to get his comeuppance. Yeah, and so I wonder how long this is going to last. Though you don't yeah. want to overdo it, but maybe this, this is good storytelling. Right maybe there. at next takeover, sure, the blow off, and then yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes gets the big, big win and therefore back on his own. <laughs> so we'll That's see how it goes. Um, the last thing we'll just touch on real quick is just the, the main event. Raquel Gonzalez take on Zia Lee for the women's championship. Um, good match. Zia was working on the left knee of Raquel Gonzalez, but unfortunately it kind of ended oddly because it looked like Raquel was doing that corkscrew jump. I, I think what was most odd, and this is where experience comes into play, Clearly, Zia Lee got hurt and she yeah. got her, her ribs crushed. But like, like uh, Raquel not knowing to like leave her alone while the referee checks on her, but she kept, you know, tugging at her mm-hmm. and trying and trying to get her to stand back up. And it's like just back off for a minute. It's like the, when the crowd goes quiet, it's mm-hmm. like just give it a minute. You know? yeah. yeah, and then they, read the room. It was interesting because you know, obviously yeah. something was wrong because the doctors came and then Raquel went back to the other corner. 
and like the camera's just focused on her. And so I'm like, uh oh, what's going on yeah, here? For a kinda, long time. Yeah, I was a little worried for Zia Lee. Yeah. Um, and obviously. Definitely cause for concern. When they tried to finish the match, it went straight to the finish. And, you know, after uh, Raquel powerbomb Zia Lee, you hear Zia Lee go, oh, like this loud yeah. a scream. And I was like, oh, I just hurt watching I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she should have just dragged her into the middle and pinned her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because like, I was like, oh, don't do If she's got yeah. ribs hurt and you can do a power bomb. I know. Don't punish her even more. I, yeah. but, I Did mean, you see anything online? Is she okay? Um, I have not seen up? anything Yeah, Yeah, she just, I, I think it just, she had the no- wind knocked out of her. Maybe that. I mean, it, hopefully it's, it just, it sucks because Ailee got hurt here and then what, three weeks ago hurt Mercedes Martinez. So it's yeah. just kind of been a weird, uh, just uh, uh, crazy, you know, a couple instances of women's matches ending kind of uh, uh, oddly. So right. hope she's okay. But uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez retains here, continues winning. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. Uh, they did announce NXT will be on sci-fi the next two weeks. And they actually pre-taped all those. So there mm-hmm. are spoilers out there. So just be careful if you don't want to see that. Um, stay don't, offline or yeah. don't search for it. No dirt sheets. Uh, but yeah, no, but there's the results of what happened. And so there's a lot of stuff that's going to go on. And they're, they're definitely on the road to uh, TakeOver 36. So uh, looking forward to all that stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, let's jump on over to Friday Night SmackDown this week. <laughs> um, man, yo, <laughs> another hot crowd. Um <laughs> Feels good having a crowd. Dude, I know. It's so. I mean, God, it adds so much now, to the show. Now I feel like the pressure's on which city is going to be the first one to be the, the shitty city. <laughs> uh, and then we, then we will label that crowd as the worst wrestling crowd. Remember, God, remember a couple years ago they were in Louisiana somewhere. Oh yeah, and that crowd was just terrible. They were oh, dead. Yeah. It was. I think it was yeah. Louisiana somewhere. One. Um, yes. And they were giving them good stuff, and it was just like I think it was like Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. I think it was Baton Rouge. It was after. It was after something though, wasn't it? Was it it after WrestleMania? I don't know if it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, but they were there. I remember. I think it was twenty eighteen, and they Uh, were not reacting to anything. I think they had some debut, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you could have. You could have had Hogan against Austin, and they would be like clueless. They were terrible, and I remember watching. It was like this crowd sucks, and like, um, but man, so uh, but SmackDown sucks. Started off with John Cena, uh, so making good on his promise. I was so laughing. Apple do. You know, Cena comes out and you know, following up uh, his promo from Raw this week, and uh, I I like that he acknowledged that he did escape the alternate universe of the Firefly Funhouse. He didn't say how. Thank God. He didn't say. Well, I mean, look, Bray Wyatt was killed, so. His powers got. Re- I mean, it, yeah, it, he reversed really, the spell. This is like something out of Family Guy, you know, where they escape. You know, when Stewie has this time machine, him and Brian go on their adventure, and they get out of some alternate universe. I'm just, but, okay, I like that. If the fiend is gone, then all the powers that he was holding on to got let go, and Cena was freed. That that's yeah. that's a good story. Okay, yeah. I think they should go with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And then Cena, could say he witnessed. Cena has no idea that he was lit on fire when the fiend pooped his pants. That released Cena. It was seepage. He released his bowels, his seepage, so, whatever I mean, you want to call it. You're focused on his ass. You don't know if there was stuff coming out of his eyes, his nose, his mouth. I mean, it's everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It, that's not, all not his poop. That's his power right there. So, um, but power is to put smiles on people's faces. <laughs> this is not South Park. So, uh, you know, he challenges Roman Reigns to a match at SummerSlam. And so, uh, you know, they're kicking at the high gear already, trying to build up that match for uh, SummerSlam next month. Uh, but Paul Heyman comes out and just says, Roman will come out on his own terms and then starts singing John Cena's theme song. And it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just, he sounded pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, doing that it from his the, mouth. That was the first time in quite a while we've got, uh, an entertaining Paul Heyman segment. Yeah. Not, yeah. not saying that Paul Heyman's not good. It's just, you know, usually he's putting the spotlight on Roman. Yeah, yeah, put, yeah. putting uh, other his his uh, uh, his talent over <laughs> exactly. It was a little he sang it and walked out. You know, yeah. like <laughs> like I was waiting for him to pop back out, and it never happened. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess we'll kind of combine all of this. So we saw Finn Balor wrestle Sami Zayn. Yeah, great match. He's looked yeah. great, awesome. I like how because I think a lot of people are concerned 
Richard, let me ask you this. Like, what kind of Finn Balor are we getting? Are we getting NXT Finn Balor that we just saw? Or are we getting yes. Finn Balor previously on the main roster where he's more like smiling and kind of... I want the NXT Finn Balor. And I think we're we're kind of getting a hybrid of both. I mean, he's still doing the gun gestures and stuff well, with his I, fingers. I think him coming out and smiling was more so like, holy crap, the crowd again. Just the emotions. You know, like I, yeah. Because if you, if you look at everyone throughout... All of the shows so far, it's just been like these giant smiles from everyone. Charlotte Flair goes from smiles, and once she gets her bearing, she's flipping people off. Yeah. And you can get John Cena smiling and kind of laughing at uh, Paul Heyman during his thing. Karrion Cross smiling when Jeff Hardy comes out and he hears that pop from the crowd. Like yeah. you're yeah, seeing that all over everything because they haven't had an audience in 70 weeks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, I mean d- great match I mean between the two of them Finn Balor Sami Zayn I mean it was really good uh, so Finn Balor picks up the win and we thought it was he was done for the night jump ahead to the last segment after um, uh, which Uso was Jimmy Uso defeated Dominic Mysterio yeah so that, I'm guessing we don't need to talk much about that because I feel like they're going to be going back and forth yeah. for weeks leading up to SummerSlam but after Jimmy wins then we see Roman Reigns come out to the ring and he pretty much says no he does not accept John Cena's challenge for SummerSlam uh, and then sure enough Finn Balor comes out and challenges Roman Reigns to a match. So, mm-hmm. kind of an interesting monkey wrench being thrown into the plans. I wonder if this is setting up... I mean, I, I'm guessing there's going to be a match between the two of them. I, I don't know what the setup is for this. Because this this is a monkey wrench that's a uh, a real good trick pony monkey wrench. So, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's like, huh. Because, like, you could, you could look at it this several different ways as... This is just another guy for for him to eat up. Mm-hmm. Or Vince might also look at him as someone that he let go in NXT longer than he wanted, and he needs to pick that back up where he left off with him. Oh. Because because like typically when someone like Jim Ross always says, um, if you get stale somewhere, go away and learn another trick. And he he went away and became like a killer in NXT again. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, I'm wondering if that's that's. I mean, look, clearly Vince thinks extremely high of this guy because he made him his first universal champion when mm-hmm. he could have made it Seth Rollins, which mm-hmm. either one is a great choice. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, to me, he's, he's got to see him in a high regard and can see that the guy also carried NXT for the last year or so. Yeah, but l- let me ask you this. So Roman does accept the challenge. So I wonder, are they going to have a match right before SummerSlam? Does John Cena get involved? It causes him that match, therefore the guarantee Roman versus Cena at SummerSlam. And then, I mean, listen, we know John Cena has to film a movie right after SummerSlam, so he's not winning at SummerSlam. I mean, the odds. Did anyone are, really think he was going to win? No, I mean, probably not. But I mean, you know, there's probably still some people who believe that Cena was going to win or not. But so, with that being said, I think there's just maybe setting up the foundation for Roman's next opponent after John Cena. This could be... So what's September? September's usually what? Clash of the Champions? Clash of the Champions. Or Clash of Champions. Survivor Clash Series, of Champions. Right? So, um, October... Actually, I don't know if they fully announced the pay-per-view schedule. Um, let me see okay. if they've... Uh, and I'm looking at their website real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Clash of Champions. And then Hell in a Cell. Well, no, but Hell in a Cell was in June. Okay. So, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But anyway, no, so... But, but, you know, it's setting up you know, Roman's next opponent, which give me that. Yeah. Finn Balor, Roman Reigns. That's going to be awesome. Uh, especially how Finn really, you know, handle himself in NXT. That's going to be awesome matchup. I think, you know, Finn does really well with larger opponents as we saw with uh, Brock in the past carrying cross. So this is going to be really exciting. So uh, I, I cannot wait for this, how it plays out. And Finn's a good opponent. I wonder if Finn will lose. And then maybe he'll bring back the demon for a rematch or something. So we have not seen the demon in a long time. I he mean, is. which good or bad? I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's good if you save it for big moments that like he digs deep down from within, like that's his last resort to get a victory over someone. So well, the last time we saw it was that match that he had with AJ that was supposed to be Bray versus Finn, but. Bray got sick. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, that's when Kurt Angle was still around in wrestling. <laughs> that's right. That's how long ago it's been. Since it's been a couple years now. Um, uh, also, we saw uh, a couple matches play out over in Atlanta, Georgia at the uh, Tommy Wilson. No, it was Miami. It was Miami? Miami Gardens. Oh, I'm sorry. It was at the... Uh, uh, Rolling Loud. Rolling, Rolling Loud, Loud Festival. Music Festival. Largest hip-hop festival in the country. So, yeah. uh, Were you watching was... the live stream of that, Danny? No, I wasn't. But they <laughs> had a Metallica shirt there? But, <laughs> yeah, he really stood out. Uh, I, I was watching. So we saw uh, Angelo Dawkins take on Chad Gable. Yeah. And we saw... That was uh, stellar. That was a good match. Angelo Dawkins, he can work, man. He, I haven't seen him in a solo match since he was like on his own in NXT. And when yeah. he was on his own, I thought he was the shit. And oh. He was really, really He's really come a long way. He's- so I wonder if... Um, um. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh my God, Montez, Montez Ford. Ford. I hope he's okay. He's probably still recovering from whatever surgery he had recently. <laughs> but did you get a sense that having the ring right there on the stage at a, like Loved a it. concert festival didn't? It just felt like like I was at they Club were, they were Nitro. In, they were yeah, exactly like Club, La, Club La Vila it, Spring Break it, to me. I got a total nostalgia vibe of Road Wild when, the, when they got to <laughs> yeah. Nighttime. And I loved it. Road I Wild. loved it. Well, what? It had Here's that kind of vibe. I've been to the Aftershock Festival up in Sacramento when NXT was there. Yeah. And they had him in a tent way from the stage, like in the middle of the ground, like away from the stage. And so you had to go in there separately away from the music. I remember I was watching... Uh, God, where a match it was, but like off to the side behind to my side, Jane's Addiction was performing. So it was really cool. Like Jane's Addiction was the soundtrack as these matches were going on. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, in this situation, this, the ring was on top of like the main stage. Yeah. And so they said, what, 200,000 people were there or yeah. something like that crazy? It- felt like i was at club la vila 1997 um, from wcw what do you think though them being there you think that's a smart business move Very, especially since they televised it so you get like a younger audience maybe people watching there will dig it and maybe go watch well, wwe it, next it week also establishes wwe's uh power <laughs> in the market yeah. yeah and that look i mean it's it's a hip-hop festival you assume all they're having is hip hop there, and then in the middle of this, you've got the WWE on their main stage, where they probably have five or six other stages there. Yeah, and it's not in a tent; it's on the main stage in front of a hundred thousand plus people. Wale comes out, introduces introduces the Street Profits. That was cool. Uh, Bianca Belair when it was her yeah, match. Whale Whale was out. <laughs> yes, and then uh, um, uh, uh, Bianca Belair, cool. She comes down, walks down like the walk, the catwalk. Down through the audience, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but I was trying to watch the crowd, and you can tell too. some of them were kind of not into it. You can hear they were piping in crowd oh, noise yeah. for yeah. that. So the, uh, the visual of it all, I love. I, I hope cool. that they do that with more festivals because I, I just thought it was so cool looking. <laughs> They're gonna go on tour, the festival tour. <laughs> I, I was wondering that. Like, I'm wondering, like, could Tony Debate pull off like a festival? Oh, like action, like a music festival? Yeah. Like the way they set up music festivals where they have a giant space where they could have X amount of people there. Like, because I've been to Coachella yeah. eight times or so. Outside and Lands. Outside Lands. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the Big Bottle Four. Bottle Rock. Big we four. Went, I went to went the to Big, Big four. four. Yeah. I was there. But it's like, I think WWE could pull something off like that where you could have an NXT area and an NXT UK area. You know, yeah. like well, converge everybody into one space. So you have like multiple rings and yeah. like bands performing as well. Is that you, could, you of- could do that? You can have Poppy somewhere and <laughs> or, the surviving uh, members of Motorhead. Yeah, or, <laughs> or whale. Um, you could have whale there. Oh no! Um, oh god, who does Snoop a Loop? Yeah, no. Um, oh my god, who does other theme songs for WWE in the past? Airborne. Artrish Sh- has an album. Shine Down. They done. They did the Raw. Or did their song was used for Raw. Nickelback as well. Airborne. Like all the Raw theme songs and SmackDown. ACDC does SmackDown. Union Union Underground. <laughs> Digital Underground. <laughs> no, that's a different group. Okay, so then, uh, um, so it'd be cool. Yeah, if they have like. If they could do like a festival with wrestling, music, comedians, maybe or something, um, 
Because, I mean, listen, they, they do their own version of a big outdoor festival when it comes to WrestleMania and SummerSlam this year where it's like big outdoor football. But you're saying kind of like have multiple Outdoor. outdoors events or 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 uh, tents and stuff that'd be kind of interesting if they could pull that off so they could pull it off maybe that's Look, a, if you think if you think about it it's way harder logistically to do it with music because you have to take everyone's gear and swap everyone's gear with wrestlers they just need a place to change their clothes hmm that'd be you're not you're not bringing in all that equipment and the the, the amps the guitar racks the guitars yeah. the drums like you just need a ring that's stationary yeah, I was just gonna say though, it, you know, from a, a business standpoint, get that crossover appeal by them performing at this festival. It was good, like new, oh, yeah. fresh eyeballs who maybe used to watch oh. WWE as a kid. These are older people in attendance. They're like, oh, WWE. Maybe they'll start watching next week. And um, so, from a crossover standpoint, it makes sense. So uh, uh, Bianca Belair retains her title, and she looked like a star just going down the ramp. Like I said, it was very cool. So. Think, uh, think about think about this. Think about this. I've I've done. I think the last year I went to Coachella, I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for three days. Three three eighty. Mm-hmm. You times that by a hundred thousand people, you're going to tell me Vince isn't interested? Oh yeah, he will hear all possible yeah. business <laughs> opportunities and um, Nick. And Kong. that's just on tickets. That's just tickets. Yeah, not merch and uh, meet and greets and. Yeah, streaming. They crash Peacock with all the content that's live. <laughs> It'll be flickering again. But apparently uh, it's not hard to crash Peacock. No, no. Uh, just two other things just power through real quick. Uh, Edge, I thought, could have cut a great promo. Loved looking it. for payback against Seth Rollins. And then oh. Seth Rollins come out. Oh. And, dude, his comeback was so great, just connecting the last seven Seth, years. Seth and, has a fire lit in him again. He has been on hold for a long time, and he's ready to be the main event guy again. I like, you know, listen, I, I want to be a big fan of Seth as a baby face, but he's I so don't. much better as a heel. He's such a good heel. <laughs> Tommy, what do you think of Seth? Like, do he just laughs? <laughs> Yeah, it's just a, it's that nasally kind of just cackle, like cackle. A, the Joker almost. Nah, he's like, nah, it's, yeah. I wonder if he's inspired by the Joker by totally. Uh, um, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix's Joker. Mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good Joker. That's a good Joker. It is a good Joker. So, uh, uh, better than Heath Ledger. Uh, I mean, it, it's two I different. I like Joaquin performers. more. Okay, really I like Joaquin more. interesting. Because okay. I'm a Heath Ledger guy. Yeah, so it's. I like uh, Heath. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's setting up. This is obviously setting up their match for SummerSlam. We're gonna get that. So um, I'm looking Summer forward. SummerSlam's to- gonna be crazy. It's gonna be very crazy. It's gonna really, be- really great. <laughs> Goldberg and Lashley, Edge and Rollins, Roman and uh, Cena. We don't know. <laughs> Cena, maybe. Cena. Um, I mean, the tag titles. I'm guessing it's probably gonna be Omos and AJ versus RK Bro. That's I, I that's that's money right there if you do that. Mysterios uh, against the Usos rematch. Usos, yeah. Apollo. Oh, that's the thing. So we saw Big E come out and he was trying to. I was gonna say real quick. I liked his promo. It was short, but I like how serious he was, but still was cracking jokes. And I kind of hope that's the model we kind of go go with for him to get he that just main needs event to focus. Scene. Yes, he needs to not get out of control because he, when he gets all lit up he's he's screaming and blah, 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 like he loses me there yeah like exactly. i can't defend the guy and it's just like oh my god dude so be I, a champion yeah I, if that's the if they're starting to mold him into more of a main event personality that's how you do what well, we saw this week um and then we saw paula come out and then we saw cesaro shinsuke uh dirty dogs and apparently okay. uh we saw them all fight and it went to commercial and then after commercial, they went to the festival, but apparently in house in Cleveland, they got the six man tag, the baby faces okay. versus heels. That was kind of cool. I was like, Oh good. The cater. Can we too. just talk about Baron Corbin already. <laughs> so, yes. Baron Corbin. He, uh, can I cuts... set this up? Please. Can I set this Go up? ahead, please go ahead. So Kevin Owens is in the back. He walks by Shotzi and Knox, nice. and they're working on the tank, and the tank isn't firing the missile, which I thought was a brilliant setup. Uh, and then he walks up, and he sees Baron Corbin, who's got food stains all over his shirt. Canned spaghetti. <laughs> Canned spaghetti. Chef <laughs> and, and Kevin Owens asks him if that's the same shirt even that he wore last week because last week he had a stain on the shirt in the same place. Mm-hmm. It's just it was yellow last week. <laughs> he tells him, 
that he's really down on his luck and that the guy that he paid to set up the website for his GoFundMe, but his whatever his version of that was, mm-hmm. stole all the money. Corbin Fine. Yeah. Corbin Fine took all of his money and ran. So now he's got even less money than he already did. And asked Kevin Owens if he can spare him some money. And Kevin take a bus. Yeah, he had to take a bus. And do you know what that's like to take a bus? And, oh, what does it smell like? Jeez. Like. And Kevin Kevin told him that he's a real jerk to people. Mm-hmm. And he tells him that he's sorry. And then Kevin decides that he's going to give him some money, which I thought was funny because he gives him the money. And immediately the cannon on the tank works again. It's Corbin <laughs> and the yam bag. He falls over, and then the dirty dogs came over and stole the money. And then you find out that Kevin only gave him twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like he was. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to figure out how much he gave because he'd come he back. Gave him Ke- small bills. So oh, because like, Kevin here, comes here's, back. Here's what's in my wallet, and you you think like, oh god, there might be a couple hundred dollars there, but it's small bills, so it's twenty bucks. But yeah. Kevin comes with the chair, and did the dirty dogs drop the money? It was such a quick camera cut. No. No, 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 no. They took it and ran. No, so they took it ran. So he, he has to beg and plead in humility. Then he gets hit in the gonads. So and then he gets mugged. And then he's left there to die. And so let me ask you this. Do you think this is the beginning of a baby face turn for Baron Corbin? Is this what you want? <laughs> I don't know. Do you I want know. that? I'm like, just, I mean, I'm just here for the ride for this one. Him aligning himself with with Kevin Owens. I mean, I this, I doesn't this doesn't this remind you of DDP in the mid '90s, where he was like down on his luck? Remember <sighs> during the Nitro days? I'm trying to remember that one. No, but oh, what, what? outside when he stopped doing the the, the diamond stud thingy, yeah, he's kind of becoming the master of the diamond cutter. Yeah, he was like yes. down on his luck, and he was. Like after shows, he would have to hitch a ride. <laughs> you don't remember this? I slightly I, do. I totally remember. Okay, this. well, okay, well, how about this? Like Kevin Owens, listen, he's known for being bad or mean to people. So if anyone who knows what Baron's going through right now, it's Kevin Owens. So I, I wonder- think I think they should go even farther and send him to NXT where he'll lose in NXT. <laughs> and I, I think I think Cameron Grimes should be the one that get him out of this rut. He's looking for extra uh, money, so he's working extra, extra matches. In, in, in NXT. If, if, how great would that be if if LA Knight shows up at his house to get some work done, and he sees that Baron Corbin's doing the work and not Cameron Grimes? Oh, that would oh, be that would be a great Easter egg. Just connecting the universes together. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, no, but, but it's just funny because like. I wonder if they're going to be a tag team. They're probably going to the two of them are going to work together. They're going to probably take on the Dirty Dogs next week. That's my guess. What's probably going to happen? So, yeah. But the 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 evolution of Baron Corbin. This is good because he's been kind of doing the same thing for a while. He's the king for two years. Yeah. So this is good. Something different. Kind of humble humbling him, and uh, <laughs> he's going to recover from it. So it's great. Um, and we saw Tony Storm make her debut, defeated Selena Vega. She looked great. And did her Storm 1 finisher, which was cool. We saw, That was very cool. We saw a variation of it on NXT when she took out uh, Zoe Stark, I think it was, with it. So it just came out of nowhere. It's great. Yeah, so it's a really cool finisher. I do like her other finisher, uh, where it's like the powerbomb. Um, I like that one, too. I mean, she has a great arsenal, and I, I think she should do amazing in and in, in, on smackdown just because i think she has that whole total package you know i think she's like a female Shawn michaels you know the they, rocker look and everything they need to put zelina vega in a tag team until she gets her ring legs back yeah she, she has not had she is nowhere near where she used to be when she was in tna mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. because she used to be a very very skilled and talented wrestler and it just feels like she's she looks lost in there yeah, so it's uh, yeah. it's yeah, and I wonder how they're going to use her moving forward. Like, is she going to get a push, or, or is Tony Storm? I think Tony Storm is a great opponent that Bianca Belair can eventually take on. But I, oh, I think yeah. Tony Storm is better as a heel, and so I hope. I don't know. We don't. We, we really couldn't tell how she was acting here. It was. I, I think he, they're trying to let the audience decide how they feel about her. Yeah, right yeah, now because yeah, they yeah. can. They she's at a place right now where she can go either way and just let them decide. Yeah. So, uh, but I think Tony Storm after 
Bianca's done with Carmella, uh, Tony Storm could be a great n- next opponent for Bianca Belair. So yeah, uh, good good stuff on SmackDown as well. So oh, f- oh, what about Roman? His promo at the end. Oh yeah, it was great. Just telling, acknowledge me, Cleveland. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. If, if well, city, like, city. Even more so, I'm saying that John Cena's like missionary position. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, he's like calling out John Cena. Man, it's so boring. You just you know he plays the greatest hits. You do the same thing over and over, and that's boring. It's like missionary every it's night. Boring. And the crowd popped because you know, oh, yeah. getting a little, little risque with the language there, or, or you know, uh, like paint a picture for the fans at home. Yeah. I wonder how many kids in attendance went home that night in the car asking their parents, "Mom, Dad, what's missionary?" <laughs> that was my only well, thought. missionary is. Uh... <laughs> hey, you got to learn. You got to tell them about the birds and the bees. Roman know? kicked That's, off yeah. a lot of kids as birds and the bee talk. Yeah, that night. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, man, he really is the head of the table. He is uh, the leader of everyone's household of <laughs> discussions like that. So This is what everyone wanted from him. Yeah. Oh, it's Everything great. Everything that they wanted. It's great. And I like he's wearing the white shirt now. You just, you know, it, it's just have a different look. He's like, you know, looks just huge in it. So it's all cool, man. Good stuff. Uh, all right. On that note, let's start wrapping things up. Richard, where can all the clicksters find you online? You can find me at uh, my pillow on instagram and uh, please send your hate mail to at baby huey 83 uh he'll report back to me what you guys say so <laughs> absolutely i will tommy how about yourself oh you can find me on twitter and instagram at iron fist 1982 i'm baby huey follow me on facebook at baby huey official twitter and instagram as richard just said at baby huey 83 for everything else at in the click subscribe to us on youtube leave a comment also you know subscribe to us in your favorite podcast platform get the merch by clicking the link in our bio in the click at gmail.com all that good stuff we can't thank you enough for all the support and on that note let's go home and that's the bottom line because he we said so